Franklin Roosevelt grew to adulthood at the end of the 19th century, a period marked by the emergence of Japan as a serious power on the international stage. In the decades that followed, the opening of Japan by a fleet of American gunboats in 1853, the Japanese undertook a drastic program of social and technological reform. Japanese leaders sought at all costs to protect the nation's independence and avoid the colonization or quasi-colonization to which most other Asian countries had been subjected. Within 50 years, Japan had developed a modern bureaucracy and navy, defeated China in two short wars, begun to compete with European nations for trade, and claimed special interests in China and Korea. In 1904-1905, Japan defeated Russia in the Russo-Japanese War, becoming the premier military force in East Asia. Japan's increasing economic and diplomatic self-assertion led to tension with the established powers. Although the European nations admired the Japanese for their achievement in forging a new society, they were reluctant to grant the upstart nation an equal place, especially as Japan's status as an Asian nation challenged their notions of white racial superiority. Japanese sensitivity to discrimination compounded the problem. Having struggled valiantly to industrialize and catch up with the West, many Japanese considered racial prejudice and unequal treatment of Japanese nationals an unbearable affront to the honor of the nation. Japan's success likewise gradually altered its relations with the United States. At first, most Americans sympathized with Japan. Not only had the United States opened Japan, but in their own drive for empire during the late 1890s, Americans had also been forced to struggle for acceptance by the Europeans. However, as Japan rose to power, U.S. leaders began to focus on Japanese expansionism as a potential threat to national security. The hostility over security was exacerbated by the racial difference of the Japanese, which triggered a host of negative images and reactions in the American psyche. Generations of settlers from Europe had transplanted into the culture of their new country a traditional European Orientalist view of Asia as an exotic, backward, and barbaric land. In addition, the migration of a sizable population of Chinese laborers to the western United States during the third quarter of the 19th century had stimulated a backlash of resentment by white laborers and nativists. In order to justify their calls for the exclusion of Chinese immigrants, these groups helped manufacture and disseminate a series of racist stereotypes of Asians as treacherous, servile, and uncivilized. In 1882, the year Franklin Roosevelt was born, Congress obliged nativists by passing the first of several Chinese exclusion acts. In addition, by the turn of the century, scientific racism had become a dominant force in American thought. Adapting and distorting the work of Charles Darwin and his followers, some social scientists asserted that human life was governed by the evolutionary competition for resources between opposing races, and that therefore the Japanese were innately hostile to people of European descent. Prominent Americans, drawing on elements from all these sources, warned that Japanese expansionism represented a yellow peril, an Asian challenge to Anglo-Saxon and Christian civilization. Franklin Roosevelt, unlike many Americans, was attracted to Asia and Asian civilization from his earliest days. Roosevelt's fascination with Asia was nourished by numerous family connections. His maternal grandfather, Warren Delano, was involved in the China trade, 
in which he made, lost, and remade a fortune, and lived for ten years in Canton, now Guangzhou. Roosevelt's mother, Sarah Delano Roosevelt, often recounted to her son vivid stories of the girlhood trip she had made with her father to the Far East in the mid-1860s. The Roosevelt estate at Hyde Park, where FDR grew up, was full of vases and artifacts that his grandfather Delano had brought back from China, including a large temple bell which dominated the front room. Because of his family background, Roosevelt in later years referred to himself as an old China hand, although he never visited China or studied Chinese culture in any formal way, and he spoke frequently, if sometimes paternalistically, of his attachment to China.